Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your humble and hopefully helpful real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. We've got a half-hour show for you guys that I think you're going to love. And what it is is 12 success principles that Julie and I um, wrote down a year or so ago. And these success principles are essentially the most dominant characteristics of the nation's top producing agents. These, If you're asking yourself, why is it that some agent is more successful in real estate or really life in general? What is it that they're doing that I'm not? Or what is it that I'm doing that I maybe should be getting better at so that I can maintain, if not build on my success? That's what today's radio show is all about. So before we get to today's uh, topic, um, Julie, you know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. The success of so many of these agents this year is consistently exceeding their expectations. And I, you know, it's so fun. This has been, I say so far, Jules, uh, my favorite year as a real estate coach since we started doing this over 10 years ago. Definitely. Um, you know, full time 10 years ago. Yeah. Because the fact is, is that it's so much more fun to, uh, to be able to spend your coaching call with somebody, helping them to celebrate their victories and keeping their heads on straight so they can continue building that, you know, continuing that momentum mm-hmm. versus having to coach so many agents through the recession and basically, oh you know, gosh, essentially help. <laughs> it it's hard on them, but it's hard on us too. Jeez. I like this but better. You know the, <laughs> but you know, the truth is, is that, uh, working with agents in this market, even though the challenges aren't so, like, call them what they were, depressing, but the challenges are just as equal because now what happens is before, like, you know, the wheels were coming off the wagon and everyone was thinking they were going to live in caves and, you know, the rest yeah. of it. I mean, your doomsday scenarios were all being rolled out for us on a daily basis on the news and everywhere you'd go, there was all these, you know, doom and gloom situations on how housing was going to, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it was just t- totally and completely negative. But there were still lots of opportunities to be made in that marketplace. And the truth is, is that I would suggest to you guys that it's easier to make money uh, in a down or changing market than it is in a uh, stable or an improving market. So it's actually easier to build wealth in a market that's uh, in, in, in flux like it was during the recession than it is now. And the answer is counterintuitive, but the reason is, is because so many other people are so psychologically uh, tied up in their minds that they can't figure out what direction to take. You know, they can't see that the fact is that the money is still flowing. So during the recession, here's a little interesting thought for you guys. You know, the whole idea of a recession is, you know, people are getting fired. There's not enough money going around. There's scarcity. There's all these hardship things. I mean, you guys, we all live through what's going to be remembered, I'm sure, historically as a depression. So Remember how everyone uh, was always kind of on pins and needles, delaying purchases, delaying gratification, worrying about tomorrow? Well, what happened was is when you were in that mindset, they weren't actually making any money. They were doing just the opposite. So they were essentially making what would have been maybe a mild recession into a full-blown recession or full-blown depression because of the fact that they were actually manifesting on their own, in their own personal economies um, a pretty massive slowdown. So they stopped taking action. They stopped pursue, pursuing uh, opportunities and what that market had to offer, which is a lot of distressed stuff. Um, 
But what we saw, what Julie and I saw, is the money was definitely still flowing. There was still money that people were making. It was just flowing to different people with different skill sets. So during the recession, depression, you know, whatever you want to call it, there were still tons and tons of money to be made, but it was going to agents that weren't necessarily the ones that had been making it during the uh, boom market. And that same shift is happening now. Now, I call it a shift because we're not there yet. We're at the very beginning stages of what's going to be a 10-year real estate recovery. We're probably, arguably, depending on where you are in the country, in the first or second year of that. And if you guys want to look at this from an economic perspective and research this, and you know, a lot of folks on Inman like to, you know, I know we've uh, motivated some folks to write contributor articles based on our radio shows. I'll suggest you go to Google and you research uh, real estate trends, long-term real estate trends, and they definitely follow seven to 10-year trends. And, you know, we can talk about this on a different radio show, but just trust me, we're at the very beginning stages of what's going to be a seven to 10-year upward real estate market. And the agents that get it, Agents that understand that are the ones that are literally going to make a fortune in this marketplace. They're going to set themselves up, not just for their immediate futures, but they actually could be creating generational wealth, which is really exciting. And that's what's so fun about coaching people. But here's the thing. Your skill set in this market with dealing with customers has to be on a different level than it was during the previous market. You have to be so good at being able to you know, deal with buyer's remorse, so good at dealing, dealing with seller's unrealistic expectations. You have to be so good at basically competing for business, whereas during the recession, in a lot of cases, if you knew how to do a short sale, uh, and many other agents didn't, at least for the first, say, half of the, uh, you know, the slowdown, you could stack listings up around the block. And we had agents that weren't even going on listing appointments. It was so easy to take listings. And some of you guys listening right now, you know what I'm talking about. REOs, get, you know, you, once you got the REO account, and once you basically were able to keep the asset manager happy, you had listings coming in your email every single day. So a lot of you who never had real good sales skills to begin with are now finding yourselves at the other end of that you know, bridge, and you're realizing, oh, my gosh, you know, some of you are, and it's sad, but some of you are thinking, well, I guess that was my market. Guess that was my opportunity. You know, now I'm going to be back and I have to go, you know, do something else. No, just do what you did before. Be like the chameleon. Learn new skills. Change your colors. Accept the fact the success doesn't happen to have to happen in your life sporadically. It can be ever-increasing, continual success. Don't just think that your life has to go in you know, seasons in essence. It doesn't. You can actually make more money and build more net worth and have a better, fuller, richer life every single year. Don't, again, fall prey to the belief that you, know, you can only have a limited amount of anything, limited amount of success, limited amount of happiness, limited amount of love. None of those things are true if you decide that they're not going to be true for you. So if you're experiencing or not experiencing the benefits of this incredible upturn in this market, which, like I said, seven to ten years, you can set your calendar to it. I don't know what's going to happen at the end of this cycle, so don't even ask me to predict what's going to cause a reversal. But historically, we do know there will be some sort of reversal. Um, but for now, make hay while the sun is shining. You could tell Julie and I are from Ohio because that's an old farmer <laughs> saying. So make hay while the sun is shining and stack it up as much as you can. And if there's anything we can be doing to help you along the way, free coaching calls for agents.com, free coaching calls for agents.com. So, Julie, I'm going to do a little announcement here, something that I probably will regret having said. <laughs> Ready? Uh-oh. Warning. Warning. Yes. <laughs> Warning. Well, okay. So, guys, we have been working uh, for a long time on being able to offer financing for our coaching. In other words, some of you guys will come to us, and you want to, and it's very rarely that one of you guys requests a free coaching call 
that doesn't want to sign up for one of our coaching programs, but some of you are coming to the industry new or coming back into the industry, you just don't necessarily have the money uh, to become a coaching client. And that's always bothered me because I know you wanted to be a coaching client. I know you wanted to follow the path that we've laid out in front of you. You just literally couldn't afford it. Well, hopefully after today, we're going to soon be able to offer financing where literally you guys are going to be able to finance your education. It's not student loans in the traditional sense, but that is in essence what it is. Um, I'm very excited about that because that means the people that have had the mindset of success but just haven't had the wherewithal to be able to have us help them, well, we've essentially cured that for you. So more information on that coming soon. So, Julie, before I ramble on for another 30 minutes, let's get to our topic. <laughs> All right, you got it. So these are the success principles. And to your point earlier, Tim, I think that these principles are things that hold true whether you're in a recession, whether you are in a changing market, or whether you're in a really hot market. These are the things that make great agents great. And by great, I mean they are meeting or exceeding their goals that they set out for themselves. So, of course, that means that you have goals. We can always go back to that. But these are the principles that we see day in and day out with our agents that really, you know, it's not just that they're dabbling in real estate. They've made it their career. They've embraced it. They're moving themselves and their families forward, and they're really building and having the lives of their dreams. So these principles apply no matter what market, no matter what state or city you're in, take these to heart. You practice these things, really can't go wrong. So let's jump into it, Tim. The first one sounds simple, but it can mean a lot of different things. First principle, actually show up. I mean, what does that mean? That sounds, I mean, I show up every day. What are you talking about? Well, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, you show up to work. You show up actually to play the game, but you don't just, base, you know, a lot of agents, <laughs> sometimes I think to myself, I need to like, shut my mouth so I don't piss anybody off. But the fact is, is you guys, if you've been listening to the radio long enough, you, you know that we never can do that because we want to really do the best job we can of delivering you the truthful information. If that offends some of you, well, I guess then, you know, we'll part company and you no longer will be listeners and God bless you. But here's the reality of it, okay? Most of you guys, um, and this is just a fact, don't really work Okay, there's the potentially offendi- uh, offensive part. And I, again, I do apologize that it offends you, but just bear with me. You will tell your spouse, your wife, your husband, your children, your preacher, your pastor, your rabbi, that you're going to work for 40 to 50 hours a week. You'll actually maybe even leave your house and you know, show up someplace. But if you were to really, really focus in on how much time you're spending on dollar productive activities, the stuff that you know, and Julie's about to remind you what they are, what you know actually is the stuff that results in you putting money in your pocket. If I'm lucky as your coach... I bet you that most of you aren't even spending five hours a week. So literally, what I'm saying is if you were to take your average 40-hour, 50-hour, however many hours you're quote-unquote working, and you were to really drill down on which of those hours really were uh, spent doing dollar productive activities, the average agent is five hours or less. And Jules, the dollar productive activities that these guys have to focus in on are That's right. They are, and hopefully you guys are writing these down, taking them to heart, practicing them. Things that matter in real estate, dollar productive. Number one, lead generation, and that is the most important. Number two, lead generation leads to relentless lead follow-up, which means you will have to, number three, pre-qualify. Number four, present. Number five, close. I'm sorry, number five is negotiate, and then close. And then you could say lather, rinse, repeat. Get great at those things. And most of the rest of your business will simply fall into place. Now, so what do you spend your time at? What are the other things that you do other than those things? Mm-hmm. Okay, the million Realtor of them, right? tours, 
Right, realtor tours, working on your website. Um, this, that, tweak, yeah, really, anything that begins or ends with the word tweaking, right? Tweaking your website, tweaking your direct mail, tweaking your this, tweaking your that, working on your systems. All, I'm not saying that these things aren't valid, okay? But these are the things that happen. All the other stuff is what happens after you've spent three to five hours a day on the stuff that's going to make you money. So if you were to shadow, for example, some of our superstars, some of the top producing agents in the country, you guys know who they are. You listen to our radio show. Um, we featured a lot of them on in, in, Inman News. Okay? So you know who those guys are. We coach some of the top agents in the nation. And you were to shadow them, in other words, spend the day with them, you would find that a vast majority, if not the entire day, was spent doing those five activities, and they spent virtually no time doing what a vast majority of you spend your time doing. Now, Tim, are you saying that I, don't, I shouldn't have a website? I am not saying that. Tim, are you saying that I shouldn't be active on Facebook? Not as active as you are, that is what I'm saying, but no, you should have some presence on Facebook. Tim, are you saying that I shouldn't do direct mail? Well, it depends. We'd have to talk about it, but, you know, probably. Tim, are you, okay, no, you're not listening. What I'm saying is you do all that stuff, or you don't do all that stuff, because a lot of that stuff I would term as optional, after you've done the other stuff that you know for sure is going to make money. So showing up is showing up and doing the things that you know intuitively, as Julie rattled off that list and she's about to do it again, um, you know when you hear those things, those are the things that get you paid. So, Julie, those things again are? Lead generation, lead follow-up, pre-qualify, present, negotiate, close, lather, rinse, repeat. There you go. All right, point number two, Jules. Point number two is follow-up relentlessly and professionally. By follow-up, we don't mean just leave a message saying, hey, thinking about you, met you in an open house six months ago. No, we're talking about saying, when I met you in an open house six months ago, you said you wanted a three-bedroom, two-bath in the XYZ school district. I got three of those ready for you right now, assuming you still want to buy. Call me back today so you can be the first to see it. See the difference? Simple enough. Follow up Simple enough. relentlessly. Yeah, and professionally, actually use a script. Actually follow up with the intent to set appointments. It is a very distinct difference, Tim, and I've had, and I know you've had these because I've listened to you do it, very specific coaching calls on what it means to follow up relentlessly and professionally with the intention of setting appointments. Totally different. Part, Jules, yeah. But that last part is really the key thing, right? Because so many of uh, agents, they'll, go, they'll get into the end. Guys, this is not just agents. This is anybody that's in any sales position. They don't actually close in on the sale. They're afraid to ask for the actual contract to be signed, or they're afraid to ask for the commitment. Now, why are they afraid? You guys think about that. You probably already know the answer, don't you? They're afraid to ask because they don't want to be perceived as being too pushy. They're afraid to ask because what if the seller or the buyer or the client says no? In other words, they'll then lose the lead. They're afraid to ask because they're fearful of what might happen as a result of them asking the question. And so they never actually learn how to sell. They never actually cross that threshold into the realm where they can hear the word yes. Guys, statistically, we know that you will get a no occasionally. Who cares? Okay, it happens. But by creating, uh, by never asking the question, you're guaranteeing a no, aren't you? Right? By never asking a closed question, by never asking for the contract to be signed, you in essence are locking in failure. You know you're going to get no then because statistically you didn't ask for the contract to be signed. When you don't ask a contract for a contract to be signed, when somebody is you know, standing in front of you virtually or otherwise, wanting to engage with you, and you're not asking closed questions, you've got to ask yourself, what, question, what, is, what is message is that sending 
to that client. Now, here's the funny thing. Everybody, like if I were, and Julie and I are presenting this in front of a group, you would, uh, uh, this always happens, and people always say, well, I don't like to be closed. You know, I don't like pushy salesmen, or of course you don't. But here's the truth. You love to be closed by somebody who's good, right? You love to be, I'm, I'm channeling my Chris Rock in case you guys didn't pick that up. <laughs> Right? So you love to be close by somebody who's good at it. You love a great salesperson. You love somebody who essentially can help you make a decision with a smile on their face that makes you feel good. That's what being a scripted professional is all about. That's what coaching is all about, teaching you how to do that. And when you can deliver lines that you know are going to, you know, scripts, guys, we don't ask you to, you know, we don't insist that you memorize our scripts. We don't have some sort of dogmatic approach. This isn't some you know, boarding school, you know, we're not going to hit you with a ruler if you don't say it exactly right, right? What we want you to do is we want you to internalize our scripts and personalize our scripts. But the point is, is our scripts are designed to get you to the result. So here's the other thing. I'm going to throw this out at you too. Um, Your lead follow-up rules. This has become so freaking confusing for our real estate industry that I just feel sorry for most of you. That's just the straight up truth. You guys are really, really confused about lead quality and all that. So I'll make it super simple for you. If the seller has to sell, one of two things has to happen. So if they have to sell, and Julie, have to sells are? People who literally have to sell, to keep it simple, right? Meaning that if, if you're confused, ask this question. Will something bad happen if they don't, right? So that's they have to yeah. relocate. If they don't move, they don't have the job. Sorry, right? So that's something bad. They are divorce. You know, uh, certainly short sell, imminent foreclosure. They live in a one-bedroom condo downtown, and they're expecting twins, right? So that's not quite as extreme, but I, I, that's but, a pretty good motivator. Right. I'd put that I, I would slightly argue, lower than I would argue that, yeah. right, i put that on, I actually wouldn't even, you know, I would put that as a motivated, potential motivated client. But not critical, but yeah. Not critical, right. So they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, foreclosure, bankruptcy, they're getting divorced, there's a financial emergency, they have to it's relocate. It's really not in their control, in other words. That's the most important thing. And you guys, if you look at those of you who, fortunately, a lot of you now are successful listing agents, and you look at the homes that you've uh, successfully listed, and you look back at what their motivation was, for the most part, investors aside, you're going to see that they're all have-tos. And if you look back at your listing uh, that that maybe you weren't as successful with, um, guess what? Those sellers' chances were they were all want-tos. So number one rule is when you're talking about lead quality, to Julie's last point, you only want to focus on sellers that have to sell, not the sellers that want to sell. That's so important. Okay? Don't dance with the want to sells. They'll drive yeah. you crazy. Well, they'll waste they your time. They will overprice, and they'll make it your fault. Guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. Um, or they won't, con- they won't put the house in the right condition, or they won't, you know, whatever. I mean, they're just the basically, above. they're not motivated. All right, so now, um, just to make it really clear, what's the definition of a motivated buyer? Now, there are motivated buyers, obviously. Lots of folks are out there motivated buyers. But the problem ultimately with a buyer is there's no such thing as a have-to-buy have to buyer. Oh, Tim, what are you talking about? Someone who has to do a tax-deferred exchange. No, they can always pay the taxes. I mean, I'm Julie and I are selling some properties now, mm-hmm. and we might not reinvest the money. We might just pay the taxes on it because there's different financial things that go on in people's lives. So at the end of the day, there are no buyers that have to buy. They don't exist. They always want to buy. There are sellers that have to sell. So if you're real clear in your head, that's the reason why you want to be a listing agent. Because at the end of the day, when you, you know, it's always a fun question. If you were, if you had a choice between 10, as you'd label them, really good buyers, 
or 10 must-sell motivated sellers, right? What would you rather have? Of course you'd rather have the listings. Of course you would because they're essentially money in the bank. Now, here's where it gets difficult is you guys think that it's a good use of your time to follow up on folks that don't fall into that, you know, the category of a super motivated buyer. And there's rules with working with buyers. You can go back and listen to it. We've done two or three coach or radio uh, shows on that. You know, buyers um, can be a massive waste of time. You got it, but it's not their fault. It's your fault. You got to make sure the buyers meet five minimum criteria. Go back and listen to past radio shows and you might discover why you've had frustrating experiences with buyers. But let's assume that you've got a AAA motivated buyer You've got to have to sell seller. Those are the only clients that you should really be tracking. You guys have this belief, and I know this is how you, every time I say this, I always get crap for this, but it's, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. For 90% of the agents out there to be having long-term lead follow-up with anybody who's not a AAA motivated buyer or a have-to-sell seller just does not make any sense. Your belief that your long-term follow-up is somehow magically and mystically going to turn that into a real estate client, what it does, oh, it's Tim, it's a passive system. What are you talking about? You know, I put them in the system and the system does the rest. Okay, so there's all kinds of fallacies on that. The biggest one is that you're the only one that's actually emailing them and following up with them. They have 10 other realtors that are sending them something very similar. So your follow-up is not unique. But the real psychological challenge with those of you who build these big databases with long-term lead follow-up stuff, is that you start to pin false hopes on it. You actually start to believe that those are seeds that are going to grow and create a nice harvest for you in the fall. Okay, there it is, the hail coming out of me again. But the reality of it is, is that it's never happened. Today. It's kind of funny. It is. That's probably why, Julie. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, that's probably why. But that never happens. Or so rarely happens that it's not even worth having that consideration. Again, there's going to be somebody out there of the 100,000 of you listening that says, I had a database back in 1982, and I followed up with them, and after 14 years they bought something. Okay, fine. But for the most part, guys, got to keep your heads clear. The only leads you want to keep around are the AAA motivated buyers and the really have-to-sell sellers. And you have to get really good at figuring out what they are quick. And then if they don't fall into one of those two categories, or if they won't realistically be in one of those two categories in a very short period of time, let's say 90 days or less, you need to cast them free. Let the universe have them back, and maybe they'll come back to you, maybe they won't. But doing these long-term lead follow-up things with the belief that that is essentially going to be future money, I promise you guys, is an exercise in futility, and what's more is it'll kill your uh, prospects for future success. So, Julie, we have uh, another 10 minutes. Number three that I see you wrote down is mm-hmm. be versatile. What does that mean? So versatility is the ability to say yes and to deal with a variety of different types of people in a variety of different types of situations. And I'm going to use a very recent example. In fact, the coaching call I had right before the radio show of one of our great agents, Andrea, in Roseville, California. She is working on a listing lead. First time she's ever dealt with someone with a reverse mortgage And, you know, she didn't say, oh, gosh, I've never dealt with that before. You're going to have to deal with somebody else. She just said, you know, probably the transaction is the same. I'm going to talk to my title agent, get a net sheet, and find out where we stand. 
She said, yes, absolutely. It would be my pleasure to help you with that. Instead of saying, hmm, no, not really my cup of tea, or worse, some of you guys wouldn't even called that person back because it would have just been too weird for you. Same thing with handling people that are maybe in a price range that's different than your comfort level, a neighborhood slightly outside of what you call your farm market, maybe somebody whose personality style is diametrically opposed to yours, right, where you feel like you have nothing in common, they're just way too direct, or maybe they're way too amiable for you. So versatility And I have to say, Tim, I think you'll agree with this. Agents who are the most versatile also make the most money because they say yes more often and they change to meet the needs of their clients. They don't expect their clients and prospects to be just like them. They say yes, absolutely, it's my pleasure to help you, and then they deal with it. So versatile agents always make more money. Be versatile. Stop being so rigid. Some of you guys would be listing more unrepresented sellers, for example, especially the ones who have to buy, but you'd be slightly more versatile with how you put your deals together, right? So, so back, yeah, go ahead. The, well, the essence of versatility, guys, is understanding the uh, DIC uh, personality profiles. We did a radio show last week, I believe, on mm-hmm. just that. A lot of you guys, um, the, I remember, Julie, originally when you and I were at a Howard Brinton event. Julie and I were Howard Brinton mm-hmm. stars way back in the day in the 90s, right? So I remember we were at the Howard Britton event, and you and I were first exposed to DISC. This is before it became really trendy and before it became mm-hmm. something that was tra- talked about at management retreats and you know, before basically people had relabeled it. And You guys who have information in your heads, maybe you've been exposed to the personality profile stuff, but it's not uh, – literally, it's not using the letters DISC. It's been hashed and rehashed. You guys, it's, you're getting kind of a muddied version of it. You need to go back and take a pure DISC test um, because what people do is they'll take, they took Dr. Marston's research and then they just relabeled everything, moved some things around, made it look unique, called it new research and wrote books and then built, you know, management seminars around it. Essentially just stole his content and respun it, okay? Now, whatever, right? That's not for me to judge. But if you guys really want to get a handle on the versatility thing and really understand the DISC stuff, you've got to go and literally just go online. Julie, what's the one that we use for our coaches and the one uh, we have our coaches use for the clients? Soaring Eagle Enterprises, I think, and I'll double-check that for you. Yeah. But they have well, a go take nice, a, uh, right. a nice Go take a DISC test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very easy to use. And then, you know, read, take the full one, pay for the – it's not very expensive, and take the – you know, look at all the, the results – and, and what you'll learn, and this is interesting, is if, if you really start to deep dive into this DISC stuff, it's soft science, okay? It's not like, you know, gravity. It's not like a law of nature. So it's sort of just a, sort of a think about type thing, okay? Just keep that in mind. Guidelines, but really. one of the things that you'll start to discover is that um, if you're allowing yourself to be introspective, after you've ascertained from taking the test what your personality profile is, Chances are you're going to find that the only people that you're able to uh, do business with, most of your friends are just like you. So there's four distinct personality types, and it's not divided. So that there's a, conceptually, this is how it works. And, and there's, you know, the population is divided into, like, there's a dominant, everyone has a dominant personality, D, I, S, or C. Then everyone has different, differing degrees of the other, four, other three personality types in it as well. So if your dominant personality type is, say, an analytical person or a C, right? Then you're going to, and, and then you uh, are not versatile and you can't uh, essentially do business with folks other than the folks like you. In other words, all your past clients are analytical types. They're accountants. They're maybe certain types of doctors. They're, you know, teachers. They're things like that. 
you're going to have a very small life. You're not going to be able to service very many people because of the fact you lack versatility. <laughs> Sorry, Julia, I was taking a sneeze break. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Did you hear that? I had my mic <laughs> muted. Oh, sorry. I heard it okay, through the door. So, oh, <laughs> all right. So that's that's basically how this, you know, understanding versatility starts with your thorough understanding of DISC. We gave you an overview of it on a recent radio show. Guys, if you, by the way, if you ever, <laughs> it's kind of like I, I read online, a lot of you guys are referring to our past radio shows as having your own personal coach. And I suppose a lot of it is because we don't hold anything back on our radio shows. We're not just giving you like the, the surface version. We're actually trying to give you practical, useful information that you can use immediately in your business and your personal life. That's what these radio shows are all about. It is absolutely our passion, in case you can't tell. We love doing this. We really love the we love the it's like a pebble being dropped in a pond and the ripples that come off the pebble. You guys are the ripples, right? And the thing is is that uh what happens is when you get, if some of you, I know it won't be all of you, but some of you will take, for example, what we just talked about, DISC. You'll take it seriously, you'll study it, and it'll change your life. It'll change how you're able to interact with other people. And then that information then gets passed along to your family, to your children, and that changes their lives. And then, it, you know, you guys get the point. That's the pebble, that's the pond, that's the ripples. That's what makes uh, Julie and I want to get up in the morning and do this every day at the level in which we do it. And frankly, all of our coaches as well. I mean, I believe we have the best real estate coaches that there are, um, and we train them ferociously. You know, And if they don't fit our, meet our requirements, we don't usually give them an opportunity to begin with. Um, and we have very, very high standards for all of our coaches. By the way, we are in uh, search of probably 10 more coaches this year. So if you are somebody who thinks that they're ready, I put thinks and underline that because it is a, it's not just a career or a job. It really is a lifestyle. If there's any of you out there who are considering or curious about becoming a coach, um, go to our website. Actually, I'll make it, I, there's, a, there's a form on the website that you can fill out, timandjulieharris.com. Fill it out, see if you're a match for us. Um, and if you are, then we'll give you a shot. Our next coaches training is coming up at the end of July. Um, and again, if any of you need any help, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And I know some of you guys are, uh, well, most of you at this point are already true believers in our sponsor, mojocells.com. But if you guys haven't discovered mojocells.com, I would say of all the different tools that there are out there in real estate, I'm talking CRMs, direct mails, pay-per-click, everything. Nothing is more valuable than mojocells.com, truthfully. Just go get the service. It's not just something, oh, it's an auto-dialer, Tim, what's the big deal? It's not just that. It's an auto, you can use it for everything. It literally is your real estate business in a box. So you guys need to go to mojocells.com and definitely engage with those guys. I have never, not once, heard anything bad about them from any of our clients. And you guys know realtors like to complain. We, you know, there it is. So they're fantastic. And also our other sponsor, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM, one of the best buyer lead generator tools there are out there. So, Julie, I think we only got through point three or four, didn't we? Yes, to be continued. To be continued. So, guys, listen, we, you know, anything we can do for you ever, free coaching calls for agents.com. We're always here to help you. Um, thanks for all the great feedback. Thanks for making this the number one listen to radio show for realtors. We really appreciate the fact that so many of you guys share our show on Facebook. 
you know, Real Estate Coaching Radio. It's on Facebook. You can listen to our replays. It's updated every day. And a lot of you guys listen to us off Stitcher or, you know, iTunes or whatnot. So we do appreciate all your support. And again, free coaching calls for agents.com if there's anything we can do for you. Julie, anything else you'd like to say to these guys before I hit the yep. end music? <laughs> That's right. Well, I'll take these points seriously and live by them, and you will find yourself making more money with more ease. So That's right. That. Okay, everyone, have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.